Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Because we have three hours today live of Eula Motes, Motes Eula Steelers Blitz on Steelers Nation Radio for OTA coverage number two. Mm. Right here in the flesh on the south side, right here in Mr. Rooney's backyard. Another beautiful day, might I add. So with that being the case, my uh, great haired colleague, or should I say my colleague with the decade of NFL experience. Either way, it's up for the listener to find out. But one thing is true is we're going to have fun today. And that's what we always do. And we're going to take your thoughts, your comments, your questions, questions that we might answer, questions that we may not answer. But either way, we want you to participate. And the best way to do that is to hit us up on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. So, man, how we living today? It's my favorite day of the week. It's Moat's Host Wednesday. I just get to put my feet up, let you lead the show. It's beautiful out here in Mr. Rooney's backyard. I believe this is what the kids would call living. Mm, I thought they would say it was lit. But either way, I like it because they both start with an L, and that's all that matters. But, man, 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 this is beautiful out here, man. I'm loving the fact that for another day in a row, we get a chance to see real football. I call it real football, as I told you, man. If you put the helmet on, you go out there on that football field, we get to, we're going to get a chance to see something, man. Mm-hmm. And we did see some things yesterday, man, some, some things that I thought were kind of impressive, man. A couple of guys that I thought stood out to me just as we initially mm-hmm. – give our brief reaction sure. to it and we'll obviously sure. talk about it a lot more and talk about other players and other positions and stuff like that as the day progresses but man i thought the the secondary man i thought they flew around at times yesterday man i was really enjoying the energy that i saw with that group um and for a couple of reasons i mean when you talk about having new players in the building whether you're talking uh, Levi Wallace, whether you're talking about some of the younger mm-hmm. undrafted free agents, you never know what their confidence level is going to look like right out the gate. You never know how, you know, enthused they're going to be or if it's going to be, you know, 
them just being kind of bored out here in a sense because they've done it for so many sure. times or for some of the newer guys, it just being overwhelming in a sense. But I just felt like as a whole, man, those dudes, they just look like, you know, they were having fun. We got a chance to talk to Cam Sutton yesterday. He kind of reiterated some of that, man, in the sense of, you know, we're out here competing together. But at the same time, we're growing together. We're having fun together. We're building relationships and rapports. To me, man, I was just really impressed by that group yesterday, man. I think that's a good call by you. Um, and, and, you know, I think one of the things leading to that as well is, listen, in these types of settings, this time of year, there's always competition, right? I mean, that is the name of the game. But particularly with the defensive backs this year, Joe Hayden's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So there is not the alpha dog who's walking into the room as the unquestioned number one when OTAs start, when minicamp begins, when training camp opens, when the preseason and the regular season roll around. That guy's not here. So there is, there's true competition in terms of those roles, and I think that, you know, that always puts a little bit of extra pep in your step. Because like I said, there, there, there is always competitions in these settings. Like you said yesterday, there's 90 guys out here. You do the math on that simply. I mean, close to 40 of them are not going to make the team. So there, there is that ingrained in this process every single time, every single year. But I think particularly for the defensive backs, even more so, because there's not that unquestioned number one guy who you know is – is going to have that role and then everything fills in behind him. And you've also got guys, you know, in terms of the safety conversation like Kazi, who were very accomplished in their careers as well too, who aren't just coming here to to be happy as a backup or sit in the bench or, or anything like that or being used, you know, in case of injury, any of those types of situations. There's real competition. And, again, I know it kind of sounds – it sounds a little bit like, okay, yeah, that's a cliche. We hear that every single year. But I think when you've had a, an unquestioned number one corner for so long and that guy's not here, and then you bring in some, some real options in terms of depth at safety as well too, I think you can you saw that sense of urgency play out yesterday, and I, I expect that to continue here as yeah, well. Yeah, we definitely saw that, man. And I was going to ask too because we know sometimes people don't like competition. We know some fans out here, they're like, no, we don't need competition. We want we want everything settled. We want to know who's the starter right now. Well, you know, they were already uh, putting a whole bunch of stock into that quarterback depth chart from yesterday. Well, I mean, rightfully so. Everything matters. Everything's <laughs> an evaluation. You know that, ladies and gentlemen. But where do you fall on that line, man, in the sense of we know at certain positions competition isn't always viewed as a positive. And we can, you know, split hairs in terms of the quarterback discussion and how we view that. But in terms of the cornerback room, man, we're talking about what we were just speaking on. We not uh, in terms of us and this team not knowing who their real cornerback one is. Some people may look at that as a negative. Others may look at that as a positive. But what I want to know is from you, man. How do you view that thing, man? Because it is unsettling at times. Sure. And it's it's also too I think particularly here you know in Western Pennsylvania and in Pittsburgh where we haven't had this conversation for eighteen years uh, it's yeah. it can certainly be I listen you know this personally I love it I mean this this is going to be your and I's fifth year doing a show together covering God, the Steelers dog it's been five uh, it's years it's just crazy oh man um, what are we doing and you and I have, we we've never had conversation about a legitimate quarterback competition because the quarterback has always been a future hall of famer who had been the quarterback of the Steelers for over half of my life yeah almost practically as long as I can remember I've told you I remember a little Cordell I remember a little Tommy Maddox but my entire life basically it was Ben so personally selfishly for what we do for a living I hope the quarterback competition 
plays out through training camp into the season because it's 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 just conversation that stimulates everyone right, right. and and like I said uh, one rare area of the football team that we actually haven't discussed much uh, here in town for a few decades you and I over the last four or five years that we've been doing this show together my only thing and I and I, I'd like to pose this to you because you are you know you're the one for those who might not have guessed with the it good here he's the one with the decade of NFL experience oh, on the man, show here. I was going for the good here come on man. I wonder how long you want it to be a three-person competition. Mm. How long are you willing to split up, you know, those snaps because you only get so many of them, right. as you've discussed through preseason. That's been cut down. Uh, collective bargaining and what you can and can't do throughout the off-season programs and training camp. There's there's only so many snaps to go around. When do you want that, you know, that pie? to only be split by two as opposed to three. Does it maybe is there maybe a point where it becomes counterproductive to have three names in that ring as opposed to just two guys splitting the snaps, splitting the reps and hopefully, you know, getting more prepared in the process as well too. I mean, during this time of year, you you're all for those reps being divvied up. You know, I think that you don't have to feel rushed, you don't have to feel hurried because even though we say the off season is not very long, this phase will give you a little bit of flexibility. It does give you a little bit of a buffer to take some time to yourself, to take some time to properly evaluate these guys, to really give them a chance to show what they do well, what they struggle with. Because remember, you're trying to get more and more familiar with these guys in their new role. You're trying to figure out a way to improve yourself, right? And I do think that that is what you can get during this time of year right now. (laughs) There it is. Two days in a row. Arthur Moats getting taunted by the head ball coach. The JMU slander is alive and well. And, and why does he always got to do it in, in the middle of me trying to talk? He's always. I'm, I'm trying waits, my hardest till, to stay focused. He waits till I'm done, <laughs> and then he's like trying to throw you up. JMU, you bums. And it's after the eye contact. It's after the pleasantries. Oh, what up, coach? Everything is good. And then it's, hey, you know, JMU suck, though, right? I'm like, come you on, You know man. what's funny, too? He's really, ever since you got inducted into the JMU Hall of oh, Fame. Oh, he's landed on heavy He's now, man. ramped up that banter Absolutely. even more. Man. So, yeah. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Love Coach T, man. That's my guy right there. <laughs> hey, as long as he he knows that we're out here, he's waiting for us. A- absolutely. Absolutely. We're on the guest list. No question, you know? man. It's all good. <laughs> we're not complaining. <laughs> I only know you. That's the only reason I'm on the guest list. But hey, I'm on the guest it, list. Man. Stop it. Hey, look, and look, I'm only in here because I know him, all right? So, either way, we're going to make it work, all right? But. Going back to what I was saying, though, in the sense of the timing of everything, yes, you do have a good amount of time this time frame right now. You can truly allow those guys to divvy it up. And this is at all the positions, not mm-hmm. just at corner, not just at quarterback. Um, we're obviously talking about receivers as well, some of the yep. old linemen. Yep. You're going to have to bounce around. You're going to have to mix up these combinations. Because if I only see you, Wes, with a certain player, and say that guy that you're playing next to just happens to be a really good player mm. well how do you think that's gonna make you look sure you're gonna look really good pretty much the majority of the time right it's like if you're a sharpshooter and you're playing with a really good point guard come right? on man it's going to it's going to help you out yep. it's going to highlight your strengths it's, okay absolutely but at the same time we're not really going to know what your weaknesses are right because it's going to be minimized to an extent someone's covering for right you. but now what happens when i mix you up with somebody that isn't as strong that mm. isn't as productive and you are forced to either play a different position or take on a larger role maybe you have to communicate more 
Maybe you have to be a little bit more of the aggressor. Maybe you need to be more of sure. the playmaker in a sense. Sure. How do you respond maybe to all, that? Maybe a combination of all yeah. those things. Well, this is the time frame to identify that. This is the time where you can see, okay, what does a combination in the secondary look like when it's Akello on the outside, when it's Cam Sutton on the outside? What does it look like when it's Levi Wallace on the outside and Cam Sutton on the outside mm. or Levi and Akello on the outside? What does it look like for Cam Sutton if he's on the outside on the base downs and then bumps inside on sub package downs? What does that combination look like? These are all the things that you try to figure out now. Right. Because you have time. Because this is the one, like you said, this is the one time of year you do. You can say that and not be fooling yourself. Right. And the consequences aren't as damning if you have a mistake, if there is a pairing that doesn't work and you figure it out right now. It doesn't kill you. Because hey, that doesn't work. Day, All right, we'll it, wash our hands and move on. I was about to say, because at the end of the day, even if it's a blown coverage or a bad matchup, all it's going to be is, for those that can't hear, I'm clapping my hands. Golf That's clap. it. Golf little clap. golf clap. is no video. We can't, we can't share any of this content. So other than that, nobody's even going to know about it. Okay? So this is when you take those chances. This is when you yeah. figure out yeah. what you have or what you do not have. And then after OTAs and mini camp, well, then you can go then, ahead and make your decisions. Then once on, we get to training camp, right. you start scaling some of that back. Right. Or, or even if you feel like before you get to training camp that, hey, you know what, personal-wise, I don't think we have the guy that can do what we're asking them to do. That's when you go shopping. Now we need to go shopping. But this is the time frame where you identify that. This is where you exhaust all those resources and you just really – Take your time to see what you have in-house, man. No, that, that makes a lot of sense the way you lay that out. Um, and, hey, you, you, have to, you have to have these different evaluation periods, right? That's, that's why there is so many different off-season programs. That's why you've got all these phases is because, you know, again, there are so, only so many snaps to go around. And, um, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's well laid out by you. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. This time of year you're not mm-hmm. as worried about – that pie being cut into too many slices. Yeah. It, come talk to me at the end of July, and we'll be singing. Day, right? and we'll be singing a different story. Very, yeah. very true. Very true, and very singing much different, different man. Part of very me. different, right there, man. <laughs> but no, like I said, man, I don't think that you have to feel rushed, though. I think that you embrace this time, though, in all seriousness, and not just coaching staff. I think the players you embrace this time. I know me um, as a former player when we would have OTAs, and I've been in my fair share of position battles. I've been in my fair share of okay, are you going to be the starter or not? Okay, can you beat this guy out? Who do we have? Free agent, draft pick, re-signed guy. You have to embrace it. You have to lean into it. You have to understand that, yes, it's a competition. Yes, I know we're going to take these gloves off and we're going to get down Mm -hmm. and dirty, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, let me enjoy this camaraderie that we're going to build as Mm -hmm. well because we're all going to feel a lot more confident in each other from that. We're all going to feel a lot more just closer Sure. As sure. well, and man, those are some of the things that I really enjoy about this time of year and about the competition element that we're getting a chance to see at all these positions, man. But um, with this being day two, and I know we're going to go to break in a few, but um, what I want to ask you is today, which position group are you most excited to tune into? Which position group are you more, most excited to see today? Because we know yesterday, man, we were talking about the prom kings and queens out there, you know. Or should mm-hmm. I just say prom kings? We're not going to go the other way. But um, in terms <laughs> of, you know, the quarterbacks, they're like, oh, man, what are the quarterbacks? Like, how do they look? How do they look? How do they look? I get that. Is that still the same energy today? Or are we looking somewhere else, man? Well, that's always going to be part of it. Cause I want to know from just, you. Just because, again, right, there, there's the there's the backdrop of we haven't had that type of focus on the quarterbacks yeah. for, for 18 for, years, for, you yeah, say, right? Nearly, nearly 20 years, nearly yeah. two decades. Um, for me today – Wide receivers, okay, okay, defensive backs again, mm. and that's just 
again, those are the, the groups. Listen, I love to sit here and, and say Najee Harris as he trots in front of us right now. Bro, can, he, can, can we just pause for a second too, man? He looks like a freak. The physique. I mean. Bro, this is insane. It's insane. <laughs> it, it really is. We he, thought his physique was crazy last year. We, he looks he looks man. like a different dude out here. In a good way. In, in a, a good and, way. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like, 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 like Mozi, he looks like he could climb into the octagon right now I was about and, to say, and, go, and go three rounds in a UFC fight. I, I was going to say, th- think of like when you were growing up, right? Just, just close your eyes. All my guys out there, you know you had that one G.I. Joe that had like 12 abs, like all the quad muscles, even the hamstring had muscles on top of the hamstring muscle. That's what Najee looks like right now. He looks like one of them just G.I. Joe. Yes. Take the shirt off, action, action figures. figures. Yeah, that's like, like an action figure. That's what he looks like right now, man. It's insane. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Never would I thought that I would be even more impressed by his build this year in contrast to last year. Because last year he looked phenomenal. Uh, this yeah. is nuts, man. Now he's dropping back to play a little free safety <laughs> here and, uh, and walk through a period. Versatile, man. He, uh, yeah, like, honestly – you you can't there's not a ton that we can deduce from the running backs in these situations yeah. because that i mean that's one of those positions it, you need the you need the live action go and you need the you need everything in in that regard but, but but some of the things you can to do so some of the things yeah some of that athleticism Catching, athletic ability do you have burst in the open field your twitchiness yeah and we mean, got a good look at the running backs yesterday they were doing drills right in front they of definitely us for, were. for a large part of the day but yeah i want to focus on some of these uh these younger wide receivers see how they're looking uh in the defensive backs because as you mentioned i thought they did they had a really strong day yesterday there were some we can say this because i'm yes, not going to yes. give any specifics there were some interceptions absolutely there were yesterday and i'm not going to say thrown by the quarterbacks i'm going to say there were some interceptions taken away by the defensive backs there we go there we um, go can they can they repeat that performance today because you know, right, after what happened yesterday, a couple mm-hmm. interceptions out here, the quarterbacks are going to be uh, wanting to get that back, wanting, oh, to, yes. wanting to right that ship. That is the ebb and flow of um, OTAs, baby. Who's winning Wednesday? Can the, can the, can the DBs um, have another solid performance? That's what I'll be looking at. Wide receivers, DBs. Let's see who pops out here on a, uh, a beautiful sunny day in Mr. Rooney's backyard. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm going to share the guys that I'm excited to see when we get back from the break. Love it. But we also are going to get a chance to hear from some Steelers later today, yes, man. Yes, we are. By way of James Daniels, absolutely, the new free agent excited acquisition. Excited to talk to him. Yep. Definitely excited about that. And Zach Gentry, man, going into another uh, hopefully big season for him, man. We saw him really come onto the scene last year at times, man. So we're going to get a chance to hear from both of them at some point, you know, once practice ends and stuff today. So we're definitely excited about that. But uh, we'll keep this conversation rolling when we get back from break. This is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At s Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why s Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, s Bank is here to help. Learn how s Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. s Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.
Oh, yeah, baby. We are back in the building. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steelers Blitz on Steelers Nation Radio. And, yes, that is my I'm very excited voice because how be. could you not be excited when there is live action happening right in front of us, man? <sighs> to set the scene, we're watching a little bit of special teams action going on, man. You know, the, the, the pre-practice portion Bro, of practice, I right? I still can't get over it. I mean, Najee I just, Harris is – and listen, you, uh, you, you spent a decade in the National Football yes. League. I, this is going to be my fifth season covering the Steelers. Mm -hmm. I covered the Eagles for three years before that. It's, it's saying in all of this, you and I have been around a lot of professional football players in our have. lifetime. Yes, we have. This dude, I mean, my goodness. It's, it's insane seeing him in, in his up legs, close and personal. His man. legs look like tree trunks. His <laughs> legs look like tree trunks. It's Listen, incredible. As I'm watching Najee go through some uh, just pre-practice warm-ups, footworks, stuff like that, <laughs> excuse me, I'm reminded this is why I retired. Because that would be my job. You have to tackle my that task. My task would be to hit this this gentleman, this young stallion, and find a way to bring him down. And then repeat process over and over for what sixty minutes. I do not have a desire to do that nah. in the least bit, man. That dude right there looks like a train killer. That's a hard pass. Yeah, man, hard pass on that one, baby. Hard, hard pass, Big man. Time. Hard pass. But yeah, man, it, it, it's it's this is this is you know. One of the things we like to see right Encouraging there. developments, it, it, if I do say so myself. very, very encouraging, man, because this is what they talk about. When you talk about a second-year elite, when you talk about a body transformation, these are some of the qualities and some of the characteristics that we are looking for. We want to see, man, who comes back and puts on more muscle, who leans out, who just looks more confident, like they belong. Mm -hmm. And, ladies and gentlemen, Najee Harris is checking off a lot of those boxes right now, man. That's what we can say. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like I don't want to say he, he's he's not he's obviously not at Derrick Henry size, but like picture that type of rock that, that yeah, rocked that up physique, physique is yeah. is kind of what he's approaching right now. He's yeah. I mean he's it's, gonna, it's like he's gonna run some people it's like over Harry this year. Henry light because we know Henry is obviously a couple inches taller and stuff and like that. Years, you know he's had a few more years of the NFL absolutely. off seasons yes. and all the yes. trainers and nutritionists and all that stuff. You know, give 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 Naj a couple more summers yeah. and he'll be he'll be right there as well. No rush, no rush. Oh, you hear that beautiful horn, ladies and gentlemen? That means we're <sighs> done. I wish lunchtime. Definitely wish it was lunchtime. Okay. Can yeah. I say something, man? This is the the one thing that we always have an issue with when it's this oh, ten. It's to always one. you and I. <laughs> it's always this time frame, bro. It's too early for us to really eat <laughs> breakfast. It's like the brunch hour, but we miss brunch, and then it's like. By the time we're done with the show, it's a little bit too late in the afternoon, so you really yeah. don't want to eat lunch because then you spoil yeah. your appetite for dinner. Yes, man, this is this is definitely that time slot. But if that allows us to see live action, sacrifices will definitely I'll be made, it. and that is completely okay with us, man. But I will say this too, man. We do get a lot of just, what do you call them, shiny silver objects that just seem to float by. Yeah. Like, Ma like Mark Caballi slow walking past. I, I mean, I mean, he's he strutting through here. I thought, I thought he was the new GM the way he walked by me for a second. Well, man. I can only see half of him because he's got his camo shorts on. Come today, on, man! So. Well, well, he, he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's camo Wednesday. I mean, it's camo, camo Thursday. I mean, uh, what day of the week is it? It's one of those days, right there, man. It's, it's a <laughs> yeah, full we're on day. the air right now. Of I mean, course, we're, we're, we're working professionals right now, man. We're working professionals Jeez. here, Caballi. We never get distracted. Come on, man. We never get distracted. You know these things, man. This is, a, this is a highly buttoned up outfit that we got going on right now, and that's the way we like to do it, man. That is always the way we like to do it. Jeez. <laughs> uh, you want to do, do a segment here? No, he doesn't. I mean, I don't. Because he's big time. He's too big time for us, man. He's too big time. Listen, I came in here earlier today 
I'm going through my parking procedures, you know, checking in, getting my name uh, he's tag. Got the v- I heard, I heard, Kaboom took uh, Kevin Colbert's spot out man, there in the when, parking when, lot. When I saw the reserved parking spot, and I saw my man Mark Kabali get out that car, I said, "Whoa, wait a minute!" And then, and then I walked into the security line. He walked around the line just to paint that pitch for you, ladies and gentlemen. VIP. That, that's what goes on when when football as normal continues, and that's what we're getting right now, man. And I'm loving. It. I'm all for it, man. But um, before we had went to break, man, we were talking about in the yeah, sense of see today. guys you want to see. And yep. I know for you, you were saying, um, I believe it was the DBs and the receivers. Correct. I think it's what you said, right? Correct, yeah. Okay. For me, man, I'm actually intrigued to watch a little bit of these quarterbacks in the offensive line today, man. I think that, you know, when I went through yesterday, I was totally on my defense only mood, right? Yeah. And I told you that's why I focused on my DBs. I focused on these inside linebackers. It was I wanted your TJ to see, Watt day out absolutely. here. You know? I, I wanted to see their com- their uh, communication. I wanted to see how they flew around. Um, I told you in terms of the defensive secondary, the confidence that they played with, Akello being one of those guys. I liked how he flew around. Kazi getting his hands on some footballs. I liked how he flew around. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, man, I want to see what this what this other side looks like. I yep. want to see how the offense responds to. And we're not even saying that it was a good or a bad practice. We're never right, going right, that right. route. But just in the sense of how do you respond, whether it was a good day for you individually or collectively or when it was a day that the defense might have walked out of here feeling a little bit better, how do you respond to that? And that's what I'm going to get a chance to see today with these quarterbacks because, you know, they're all available to us. And when you do get this type of open competition where mm-hmm. reps are divided and all three of these guys are getting legitimate chances – it's a fun, fun atmosphere for us, man. It is. So I'm excited about them first off. And then number two, like I said, this is the O-line. I know we're not going to get a chance to see the physicality, and we talked about that some yesterday. But the other thing that we talked about that I am excited to see and evaluate is the hand placement, is the footwork, the overall movement in space. How are they communicating when they're doing blitz pickup? Because these are some of the things that we're going to get a chance to see now. And I understand that it should – you know, they're going to have some growing pains early on. It's not going to always be glamorous right now, but we're still going to get a chance to see who is where and, and how far along do they need to come or, or is this group already coming into a little bit of a, a form early on, earlier than we expect. So yeah. that's why for me I'm excited to watch those two position groups today. No, that's, that's well said by you. And, you know, the quarterbacks obviously, again, as we've laid out today uh, most of the days that we've done this show ever since the Steelers selected Kenny Pickett 20th overall it's, it's going to be something we're keeping our eyes on um, but I think with that as well too you're right it's, it's got to be the offense as a whole how they're functioning as part of that offense what Matt Canada the direction that he is trying to move this unit in and there's also Motsi you know I'll tell everybody this you know you, you mentioned some of those those things that you get to notice it's something here that, that that we can mention that's that's not a specific but the quarterbacks feel that too, and you want to know how I know that? I haven't, I haven't spoken to, to Mitch uh-oh, or Mason uh-oh, or Kenny, uh-oh, all right. Uh-oh. But you want to know how I know that they feel that sense of urgency, that competition? You and I now two days in a row. We see, it's nice. The one thing about the time slot that we're on, mm-hmm. we might miss out on lunch, but we are the first people out here. Ah, we're allowed out here uh-huh. earlier than everybody else because we because we because we go on air at ten. This Everyone is else isn't allowed out here until ten, but we are allowed out here at nine thirty because we got to set up our broadcast. Very true. Oh, is that why we get to come in here early? I thought I'd just show up early because I knew you. Those, I tell them at the door, I'm like, yeah, I know Wes. They'd be like, oh, yeah, you're good. Go, go, go to the VIP section. Those, you don't have to wait. Those quarterbacks, Mozi, it's like they've been racing each other to get out here no, every single day. Like, they are chomping seriously. at the bit. They are ready to go. They, again, they feel that, that sense of urgency. Yeah. Um, and, uh, 
you know, and, and just that, that all yeah. everyone knowing that it is a competition and every single day is, is a job interview. Yeah, and I also think that it's pleasant to see that type of competition at the quarterback position because, like you said before, and as we've reiterated uh, on multiple occasions, we haven't experienced this where all those little things matter. If you're Coach Tomlin, you have to be just loving the fact that these guys are competing to see who shows up on the field first. Who takes the grass first? Because that's important, man. That's definitely important, man. Absolutely. And and I think it sets the tone. I think it's it's one of those things that it lets the individuals out here know that, hey, man, these guys aren't content. These guys aren't just satisfied with being on the roster or being a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They want to be the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And every little thing matters. Certainly does. Who gets on the field first matters. Who stand afterwards matters. And obviously we know those are more of the intangible things and that doesn't have anything to do with when it's actually time to practice and make good throws or etc. and stuff like that, man. But as a whole, I'm definitely excited about where these guys are going, man. And I thought yesterday was a good start for the group. Yeah, absolutely. I- I'm with you on that. Look, it's every day is going to be a build. As you and I mentioned, we're, we're not getting any specifics. But, you know, there were some nice plays made by the defense. And obviously the quarterbacks are, are part of that. But like I said, too, it is it is the entire offense. Um, that's why I, you know, I, I want to keep an eye on the wide receivers today as well, too. Can you go out there and, you know, help make some plays for your quarterbacks as well? Make their yeah. life a little bit easier you know that's always part of this equation as well too right that's what, that's what the best wide receivers do out there um that that to me you know you're you're looking for that progression you're looking for that storyline every single day and uh and that'll be no different here this afternoon i think maybe even let me ask you this is this fair all right we hear a lot about how hey, you want to see the biggest improvement from year one to year two right mm. that's when guys quite often take that big doesn't matter if you're playing high school football right, college right. football nfl you know year one to year two is, is is a lot of times where that jump happens is it fair to expect uh you know noticeable improvement from day one to day two or am i jumping the gun a little bit? <sighs> i put it like this when you say noticeable i don't think you would be able to notice it and honestly for me i don't think that i could notice it to that extent okay i think that the players would definitely be able to notice it, though, because we're talking film session, and that's the difference. Like, it's certain things that you can definitely improve on day to day, but to the naked eye, we're not going to see it. We would need to be watching it on tape to go through and say, hey, you know what, man? And listen, we're talking blown calls. Blown okay. calls, sure, you can see that. But from what I saw yesterday, there wasn't a ton of blown calls. There wasn't the best execution, but it wasn't necessarily a ton of blown calls. Right. Which is a difference. Right. That's absolutely a difference. So – when we're talking about evaluating these guys and improving from one day to the next, I think if you're watching it on tape, you can point out little details. Hey, man, when the wide receiver lined up, you should have been five. Uh, you should have been plus three, which is being three yards on top of the numbers, which is close to the sidelines, versus being minus two, which is two yards inside the numbers, sure, which sure. is close to the hash mark. Sure. It may seem very mundane to the listener. It may seem very minute to the person in the stands. But when you're talking about the spacing for certain routes that you're running, when you're talking about a quarterback going through his reads and how he needs to put a underneath defender, potentially a linebacker, and then an over-top defender, a corner or a safety in limbo, that split matters. Absolutely. Those details Absolutely. matter. So Those even the though, inches that you need, right? right? So that's why when I say for me and you – from our vantage point, we're not going to be able to recognize that. But when you're talking about these players, when you're talking about this coaching staff, when you're talking about watching it on tape, they can look at that and say, you know what, this is an improvement. Yesterday, you lined up three times on top of the numbers when you're supposed to be minus two. Today, 
you lined up the way you're supposed to line up every single time. To me, that is an improvement yeah, yeah. from day one to day two. So I do think in certain elements. Also, when you talk about the quarterbacks, I thought at times some of the quarterbacks, I thought they were going through their reads at a good clip. They didn't hold on to the ball too long. I thought they released it on time. Even if it wasn't always the best outcome, I thought that they were on schedule. Hmm. Whereas okay. I thought some of the other guys, at times, they held it on. They held the ball just a little bit too long. And that could just simply be getting acclimated to the coverages, getting acclimated to the way that we run things here defensively and offensively. But as a whole, that's something else that I'm going to be interested to see how these guys yeah. can take a, a, an improvement from yesterday to today. When you with the concepts you saw yesterday, <clears throat> you're gonna see some carryover today. Not all, because remember I told you in terms of the install, how we go about it here in Pittsburgh, it's gonna be a, a totally new clip of plays in here, but you're still gonna sprinkle in the occasional one to two from yesterday. Right. So when you get that call, when you get that coverage, that look, you know how to attack it. You know what to expect. Those are some of the things from the quarterback position that I'm gonna be interested to see how fast and how smooth they handle those type of situations, man. Yeah, no, that that's well said, and that is, you know, again, like you said, some of those things will appear to, you know, the the naked eye, if you will. Mm-hmm. Other things of those, maybe some more of the mental stuff as well, too, yeah. maybe a little bit harder to notice. But, yeah, we'll, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on all of that today and, uh, and going forward through these next couple weeks. Yeah, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. And that's the thing that I absolutely love, man. That is what I love about OTAs. But more importantly, man, as I look at the clock, I realize that, hey, when is a Mosos Wednesday, man? Ah, you know, I, you I don't do not get care fine. about breaks. I typically don't care about breaks, but unfortunately today I have to because we're in Mr. Rooney's backyard, and I heard I could get fined being out here. So we are going to go to a break. When we come back, man, we're going to continue this conversation discussing the OTAs, discussing uh, the different players and position groups that we're looking at. And then we also, at some point today in our show, we got to talk about some of the new happenings that's going on around the league, man. we got some rumblings about the Pro Bowl potentially Ooh, changing formats. Okay, okay. That's definitely intriguing. And then we're also getting rumblings about potential hires mm. within the organization, man. So we'll probably acknowledge the that sources, a little bit later The sources today. are speaking is what the, you're telling me. The sources are talking, man. You know when the sources speak, sometimes you have to listen. Sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. But this is Arthur Motz and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back here, finishing up the first hour of Steelers coverage right here on Steelers Nation Radio, man. And as we said, man, we are live from 10 to 1. But then after that, man, we will still have bonus content all the way up to what, 4 p.m. today, man? Ladies and gentlemen, you do not want to miss it, man. It is always the place to be right here on Steelers Nation Radio. Get all that live content, all this OTA coverage that you need, that you're longing for, because who doesn't want this type of coverage? Who doesn't want to hear about the Pittsburgh Steelers all year round? Absolutely. That's, that's, why, we, to, that's why we have our own uh, to, 24-7 radio network here, Arthur Motes. Come on, it's man. because of the Steeler Nation Come on, man. world 
wide. It is that simple, baby. It is that simple. But um, before we had left off, we obviously knew that the uh, – well, I had hinted to the fact that the Pro Bowls potentially make some alterations, man, some changes to their format. But before we really dove into those changes and what they could be, I wanted to stick a little bit to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And more so, we talk about guys taking that second-year leap. But we don't really talk about guys that we think could potentially become pro bowlers. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Because I do feel like, so you're you are know, talking a leap-leap. I mean, I don't think it has to be a leap-leap. Because <laughs> we're not talking about in the sense of second-year guys becoming pro bowlers. I'm just saying in the sense of guys that have not been pro bowlers getting that first knot. Sure. Is it a crazy leap if we said, hey, man, Terrell Edmonds would make a pro bowl this year? That to me is not out, 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 out this, uh, that's not like overly crazy to me. Like if we said the uh, Chase Claypool, yeah, this yeah, would be yeah. that type of year. Yeah, like we're not asking for anything significant, but I'm sure, just saying in the sense sure. of like when we're thinking of these various players, different guys out here, we always focus more so on that second year leap. But mm-hmm. what about those guys that are going from being good players to stars? Mm. Those guys going from being starters to like we said, Pro Bowlers. Mm-hmm. The guys that go from being role players to main contributors. We've seen Deontay go through that. Yep. We've seen to an extent Chase go through that. We, we've seen certain players go through that transformation, man. Yeah. And that's the part for me where I, I just started thinking. I'm like, Who's man. Who's next? Who is that next guy that we're going to be seeing that we're going to be talking about, you know, having that Pro Bowl caliber Interesting. impact? Interesting. That Pro Bowl caliber season. Well, let's start here first with who's off the table, right? Um Deontay and Najee are off the table. Yep. TJ is off. Minka is off. Yep. Cam Hayward is Mitch off. Mitch Trubisky has made a Pro Bowl yep. before he as is well off the too. table. Correct. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got the easy answer for you. Can't be easier than what I was already thinking. Pat Fryermuth? That's what I was already thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the easy answer, right? I mean, technically it's not easy, but it should be the one that we can feel really confident about. Yeah. yeah. If that makes sense. Because we do know, I mean, when you're talking about making a Pro Bowl, you also have to look around the league and we do know tight ends in this league, the Pro Bowl caliber ones. There's some good ones. Absolutely. There's some, it, right now, there's it, some it, it really good tight ends. It is not as easy to get in that tight yeah. end. That's the yeah. only thing I was thinking. <laughs> no, that's a that's a fair point. Oh, um, and we had our first spill. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I can't. I, I, and Kabali got it all on film. This is amazing. I'll take this violation. Yeah, we did just have one of our coaches take a tumble. Because that's he, not describing what's going nope, on with the players, nope, right? Nope. It, it was a coach that took a tumble. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Kabali. Mark Kabali's got the tape. He's giving us a thumbs up. He got it on tape. Like I said, can't talk about specific players and what they're doing, but yeah, hey, hey, coaches, coaches? hey man, them coaches, y'all are not off limits, man. We will ask for forgiveness for that one. You guys are not protected by the same uh, same privacy as the players are. That is the beauty of being live. Oh, you got it. We needed that one right there. You I was watching. It, it. it happened in slow motion right in yeah, front of us. Like, really oh, no, did. is he really going? Oh, no, Timber. <laughs> it's going down. I'm all, yelling, Timber. But, and, and the beauty is this, too, man. Anybody that's out here in close proximity, all the players, media staff, we have uh, the Pitt football team next to us as well. Everybody enjoyed seeing the coach take a tumble, man. It's one of them things. It's nothing, Listen, it's nothing malicious, it, it, it but do, you need it. It do be like that sometimes. It, it, we, we, we bond through it all. It do we be, bond it through do it all, be like baby. that sometimes. Absolutely. Um, what about because you're right, man? The tight tight end position in the AFC is is absolutely loaded. Yeah. I mean, there's Kelsey, 
there's Darren Waller, uh-huh. there's Noah Fant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting probably two or three other guys mm-hmm. that I should be mentioning, but those were just the first ones that came, you know, off the off the top of my mind. I mean, mind it's there. in our division. What are we talking about? <laughs> Mark Andrews. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say, wait, yeah. wait a minute. There you go. Yeah. That's a pretty, uh, I mean, yeah. Mike Gusecki another one of those, okay. you know, those, yeah. those guys that's in that conversation uh-huh. uh, down in Miami. Yeah, I mean, there's the, the tight end position right now is, is very solid across the NFL. Yes. Um, what about a guy like Miles Jack? Hmm. Now, does he not have a Pro Bowl? He does not. That is interesting, well, man. Not according to the ironclad source that is Wikipedia. Oh, man. See, I thought you was on Pro Football Reference. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. But, no, you're probably right there, man. Even though it is crazy to think, though, that Miles Jack would not have a Pro Bowl and Mr. Biscuit would have a Pro Bowl. But think about how we view both of those guys and the just if you're, excitement if, surrounding each player. If you're a quarterback and your team wins the division, you got a shot to go to the Pro Bowl. Yes. Very you know? true. Very like, true. That, that's just kind of – it's it's – it's you know we go back people go back and forth on this all the time. Should should wins and losses be considered a quarterback? Yeah. Stat? Like you hear that with pitchers in baseball, right? Should, Very true. Should wins and losses be a, a pitcher stat? We could debate that all day, but that is the perception: is that if your team wins, you had a good game; if your team loses, you had a bad game. We say that about the other positions, but not nearly as much as, as we do quarterbacks. Very true, and we yeah. put a lot of onus on them in that. But I also say this, man: with quarterbacks, we know they have it tough because for. You know, the past couple of years, or for actually a lot of years, a lot of the positions were already taken up because you knew who the usual suspects would be at quarterback. I think the difference is when you start talking about opt-outs, right? Those guys deciding against it. But as a whole, yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't like to put all of the wins-loss statistics on quarterbacks. Agreed. I don't think it's very fair to them in that capacity, man. And I understand we're talking about fairness and in life. Oh, yeah, life isn't fair. I get that concept. But – you got to dig a little bit. Yeah, but when we're that. talking about context for these quarterbacks like, and how we evaluate them, we can't always put all our stock in wins and losses. People are going to talk about, you know, they people will use at some point because you know how this works. It's mm-hmm. it's what it's what sports fans do. It's what sports media d- does. Yeah. At some point, somebody will use that loss to the Chiefs in the playoffs last year against Josh Allen. Oh, of course. When they talking will. about his legacy, when talking, it might be a year from now. Hey, it man. might be fifteen years from he, now. He, he's two and two in the postseason. But, oh well, Mahomes beat him in that game. Beat him in you the know, post? it's like like what was, was Josh Allen defense? supposed to do? Go out yeah. there and play defensive back as like, well too. Um, remember the. Uh, the Monday night football game a few years ago when the Chiefs and the Rams and Mahomes and Goff just, uh-huh. you know, it was like 56 to 53, whatever Absolutely. that final score was. Did Jared Goff lose that game? Correct. Because he threw six Absolutely. touchdown passes. He, he, and, you I'm, know with you, I mean? I'm with you 100%, like, man. So it is, you've got to do some, some discerning there, I think. Yeah, it's a very frustrating concept, man, when that is, you know, communicated that way or, or so much stock is put into that part of it for those guys, man, because like you said, it should not be the case. They, no. they, they, they obviously, you know, have a large responsibility in these situations, but that is not their sole responsibility. So you said Pat Fryer move on. One of the guys that, that I was thinking about is, I, I actually dropped his name, man, was uh, Terrell Edmonds. I was thinking yeah, to myself yeah. in terms of the safety position, the biggest thing missing from his game is the splash turnovers, right? And we said last year we saw improvement in that area. We saw where he took a lot of steps in the right direction. When you are a 100-plus tackle or 90-plus tackle guy annually like he is, all you need is one of those four, five interception seasons. Yep. That's all you need, one of them years paired with those tackles, and that gets you that type of consideration. That gets you that type of legitimate opportunity to be a Pro Bowler. So to me, I look at him. I think that he definitely is in that conversation. Another dark horse candidate that I have, though, Okay. on that defense side of the ball, 
If you're ready for this one. I totally am. Are you Especially sure on the ready? defensive side of the Are football. you sure you're ready for this one? Uh-huh. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Hit me. Are you sure? Hold on. Let me guess. Devin Bush. Hold on. Let me guess. Was I right the first time? That was not the correct answer. <laughs> no, that was, Hold that on. Let me was, guess. That was not the correct answer. Alex no. Heisman? He is in consideration strongly. Yes, he was, he was in my mind. He was in my mind. Hold on. Let me one more guess. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> to Marvin Leal. Not at all. Not at all, <laughs> he's man. He's not even played his first right, game Right, yet. But for me, man, it was Akello. And the reason I was okay. saying Akello is because of the way that he finished last season. When you talk about a guy getting, what, four or five interceptions over the past, what, four or five yeah, games? That's yeah. the trajectory that he was That's on. That's a good point by you. You see, I mean, we talk about splash plays. He thrived in that opportunity late in the year. The biggest question for him and the biggest question for this team is can he put it together on a consistent basis from start to finish? Because we know at the beginning of the season there was, you know, a, a lack. There was a void in his productivity. Some of it was opportunity-based, but some of it was just him being on the field and producing. Yeah. And it wasn't always coming together, whereas towards the end of the year, I think going into that, was it the Ravens game, I think it was, and then Vikings, that's when we really start to see him start to put together interceptions, interceptions, interceptions. And that really got him talked about and, and viewed in a way higher manner. That's All why the, they got brought back. Absolutely, because yeah. prior to those games, the conversation was, well, why did we make the trade for him? Because he wasn't dressing at times. He wasn't uh, being the most productive player. So my thing now is seeing him get a full offseason, a full OTAs, a full mini camp, training camp, et cetera. What does that confidence look like? Does he come out the gate playing the way that we saw him in the season? Mm. And based on what I saw from him yesterday, I do think that that carryover is there. I think that the confidence is there. And you know he has the intangibles, the size, the speed, the length, the long arms. He has all those things. He can play man. He can play off coverage. So to me, I think he checks a ton of the boxes that you're looking for. And he plays one of those positions that is not necessarily dependent on others. Ah, that's true. It's not like you're talking about a wide receiver where you're depending solely on what this quarterback can do. It's not like we're talking about the running back where you're like, man, what this protection in front of you looks like. As a DB, if you can cover your guy, you can cover your guy. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that sometimes it's going to be a little bit longer or shorter based on what the pass rush looks like. Sure. But as a whole, the cornerback position, you can be a guy by yourself. Yes, you And that's the part can. for me, man, where I just want to see, and I do feel like Akello will continue to progress in that manner. And when you're pairing him with the passers like we have or like we're anticipating having, I think that that only adds to the potential success that we're going to see from him this season. So that's why he is my guy that I'm saying is, you know, that dark horse candidate yeah. for being a pro bowler, a first-time pro bowler. You know what, I, I, think that's, I think that's fair by you. I think that's well said, um, especially you know it too. So much of the perception of that position – is, is your interception numbers. Yes. If he finishes the year with five or six interceptions, I mean, he's he's absolutely going to have a shot. If it if it all plays out, Motsi, that this Steelers defense is one of the truly elite units in the league, right? right. Like, I'm talking top three defense in the league. Um, they're solid across the board. They get after the quarterback. They don't give up many points. They force splash plays. You know, they check all those boxes. He's going to have a great shot, especially, yeah. you know, again, like you alluded to, he really had that splash down the stretch. Can he carry that into next year? You know, I think part of that certainly was he got the opportunity, but he got the opportunity to cover the guys that opposing quarterbacks were looking for. Very true. And we think he's going to have that same opportunity this year. So it's it's not like he's just going to be out there in dime situations, right, covering a fourth wide receiver. Oh, no, 
He might be out there against guys like Jamar Chase, yeah, right, and, and and those those type of guys, and uh, Mike Evans when the Buccaneers yeah. come to town. Like said, you know it, what I mean? It's a gift and a curse, though. It's a good situation because in a, in a way, more opportunity, more opportunity. You need those eyes on you, and when you make those plays versus those type of players with that type of attention and those type of games, yep, yeah, that's how you get that notoriety. That's how you potentially get your first pro boy because you have to have formidable competition you're not going to get it by just beating up on bumps or, or just locking down bumps they want right. to know who you're guarding they want to know who you're competing against mm-hmm. that does matter and it i do think does. in a sense that that will be one of the things that makes or breaks not just a kello but that db room as a whole man i completely agree with you and that that is certainly something that we're gonna be keeping an eye on absolutely but with that being the case, whoever it is that emerges from here, whether it be a first-time Pro Bowler or a repeat Pro Bowler, we do know that they're going to be looking at potentially some changes to that format. Um, it's being discussed right now a couple of alternatives in terms of how they would go about changing the NFL we're talking about here in terms of how they would potentially change the NFL's Pro Bowl format, whether it be getting rid of the game completely yeah, or transitioning to a oh, 7-on-7 oh. format. Oh, okay. You know what? I didn't hear that. Yeah, absolutely, you man. You got me a little interested now. Well, yeah, because the NFL, they actually don't want to get rid of the game. They are trying to figure out what they can do to make money on the make game. Make it improve. Because, yeah. I mean, when you talk about the Pro Bowl, I mean, for a while, the Pro Bowl is very historic. The Pro Bowl mattered, and it meant something. And it wasn't until lately that we've started to look at it, and you get this eyesore. You're like, man, what is going on? Why do the players – Looks you like know, a glorified walkthrough. Right. Why does it look like that? <laughs> yeah. And then when you talk about people paying money to attend these games, you know, that adds to that narrative. That Absolutely. adds to some of the reason why guys are or people are disgruntled about it. Do I want so, to pay money to, to watch this? Yeah. Do I yeah. want to take time out of my Saturday or Sunday and sit at home on the couch for a few hours to watch this? Or even when you're talking about traveling. Would you even travel to, yep. you know, watch this game? Because that be what it there. used to be, right? It'd be right. Hawaii, destination. Absolutely. Yeah. And it mattered because the guys would actually go through and play well and play fast and it looked good. But, unfortunately, it hasn't been the case. So, when you're hearing these two options, or I mean, because like I said, obviously they're going to come up with some other concepts I'm sure of, but these were the two that come uh, has come up the most. One was just completely getting rid of the game and just showcasing the players that are pro bowlers, and the other being allowing a 7-on-7 seven seven type competition. How would you feel about any of those? Either of those, excuse me. Um, I, you know what? When you mention that 7-on-7 seven seven competition, now obviously that eliminates some of the you know pass rushers in 7-on-7. Seven seven. But let's be real. That's what people want. They don't want to see these quarterbacks get oh, hit. I, I agree with you on that. That's that, the whole reason why, and I do think that's a large reason why the Pro Bowl has taken a little bit of a down. It's like they don't want these guys getting hit. You don't want to see these receivers getting smashed, these yeah. running backs getting smashed. Yeah. Well, when you tell defenders not to do that, it's like, man, we can't. It's either you're playing full speed or you're not. Right, And right. that's why you see right. the defense doing what they do. Whereas you could tell some of these offensive guys, they're still going out there and trying to compete. They're still trying to catch some passes down the sure, yard and stuff. Sure, They're still trying to make plays. Yeah, but it's um, just it's different as a defender, man. I Listen, of, of all the different things that I've heard and, and skills competition, this and that, like to me, 7-on-7 seven seven would be more entertaining than that. I would love to see. Well, you know, you dodgeball, know, is, it, it, that's a fan favorite, man. People I, love the dodgeball. I'd love to see Jamar Chase and Jalen Ramsey line up in some 7-on-7 seven seven drills. Mm. I'd love to see. Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup, you know, line up against someone in, in some seven on seven drills. That that would be fun to me. I, I could I could get I could get down with that. I definitely think it would be fun, man. I mean, it's unfortunate that 
it would have to go to that. Yeah, but it, I'd rather watch that than watch what we've had these last yeah. couple years. But then I just wonder, though, man, how watered down does it make the product when you're talking about the Pro Bowl? Oh, it definitely because does. Your minimum, your, first off, you're cutting off, like we talked about, uh, 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 I mean, but half of the guys? O line, D line, taking out yeah, the, the, all the all the uh, everyone in the trenches, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that was my, that which was is where real football's hang-up. played. Well, I mean, we have the reigning defense player of the year. Tell me he doesn't matter. Tell me people don't show up to see TJ Watt play, or they don't want to see Aaron Donald out there, or, they, or, or, or they don't want to see you okay. know Miles Garrett. I know we here okay. Pittsburgh don't, but you know they don't want to see Miles Garrett or the the Bosa brothers yeah. or yeah. So that, that's my whole Someone thing. like I'm Fletcher just, Cox, you know. Like, you're, like, you're taking away some of the biggest names in the sport. Correct. You're not, getting, you're, not getting, you're not getting Quentin Nelson against uh, Aaron okay. Donald out there. Okay. Yeah. So that's one of the that, that's one of my first hangups with it. Um, I do understand, though, in terms of if you're trying to minimize injury, I think to an extent that would help. But then at the same time, I still could see us having the same issues in terms of guys – being concerned with injuries because when you're playing football, there's an injury risk, hundred percent all of the, the time. time. Yeah, whether you're talking hamstring injury, ankle injury, jumping up in the air to catch something, you're going to have these type of things. So, how do you continue to incentivize it? I think that not just changing the format. I think you have to continue to find ways to improve the payment in there also, because we look at ourselves as businesses. This is our business, and. When you're taking chances with your livelihood, with your moneymaker, you want to make sure it's worth it. Absolutely. And we've seen how they've tried to incentivize it at times. Okay, 40 grand for the team that wins, another 10 grand for the team if you lose. But when you're talking about Pro Bowl caliber players, most of these guys are already making multiple millions of dollars every time they step on the field. Correct. They're not trying to take those risks the, for the, that the type reward, of money. The reward doesn't even match Absolutely. the risk. Absolutely. Yeah. Particularly I mean, for the guys that are getting towards the yeah. end of contracts. And this is, a, yeah. this is a, a, a conversation that we've had as players. I've had this as myself, even when we're talking about the play, uh, playoff format. We're like, you lose money playing in playoff games than you make just based on mm-hmm. the revenue sharing. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for the dangly carrot being a championship hung in front of you, a lot of guys would Lombardi. not want to deal with it yeah. because it's like, man, I'm taking the same risk. I'm playing more games, but I'm not getting compensated at a higher uh, output as I would get for a week one game. And these games are scrutinized more than any of the others. Yeah, and viewership-wise, you know they're generating way more money. Mm-hmm. So that was the thing for me that I thought of in the sense of, man, how could you get these guys to compete and play a little bit harder or play harder? I think that you have to financially compensate them at a, b- a bigger clip, man. Yeah, no, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but that feels like that would have to be a large increase. It would, it would, man. And then all of a sudden you're getting to, oh, all right, if you're giving that much more money to the players, you have to generate that much more in revenue. Yeah, you know. But I think they work hand in hand because let's be real, they are still getting great turnout at these games. They're still getting people tuning in to watch Especially it. Especially the younger kids, right? I mean, they they love it. They so, they're not. So just imagine know. if. They're tuning in for this product. Imagine if the product went back to actually being competitive. Yeah. Guys actually wanting to compete. Sean Taylor taking a punter's okay. head off. <laughs> okay, not 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 a punter. Taking it off Brian Mormon punter, pro bowler from Buffalo, baby. Ooh, former teammate of mine. Respect on the former teammate. teammate of mine, man. Love B Mormon, man. But yeah. Like that's that's the type of stuff that you want to see. That's yeah. the type of stuff that yeah. you would tune in for. That's why we would all tune in for the Pro Bowl. You, and that's why even now. Knowing the product is watered down, we still on occasion will flip to it when it comes on because we're saying to ourselves, could this be? And you you know it as well as I do. Every year when the Pro Bowl rolls around, 
you see that Sean Taylor clip pop up on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever. Absolutely love it. And you know what the caption says? Oh, they don't do the Pro Bowl like this anymore. Nope. (laughs) Every year that same clip gets recycled. Oh, you won't see this in the Pro Bowl anymore. Well, maybe maybe that is what people want. I'm telling you, man. You know they love a little contact, Petey. Who doesn't want a little hit-hit, man? Got to have a little hit-hit, man. That's what we absolutely love to see. But, you know, we'll see, you know, how this thing progresses. Uh, obviously, like I said, it's still early on in the process. Yeah. But they're going to make some changes. They're going to be making yeah. some changes to it, man. And we're all here for it, man. We're ready to see what that looks like, man. But uh, we are going to get ready to take a break right here. And with that being the case, man, you already know, keep that tuned. Keep that dial tuned in where you tuned in right here on mm-hmm. Stills Nation Radio. It's Arthur Motz and Wesley Euler on SNR. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. 